What's up, guys? This is uh, Intel Sports. I'm Alex. This is Jake. And tonight we have a very special guest for you guys, Rob Harston. Welcome, Rob. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We're glad to have you. So we're just going to get right into it. Um, You know, we want to get to know Rob because he's going to be an important guest on our show, I'm assuming. It's going to be great. We're going to have a lot of fun, you know. It's going to be interesting to hear him roast Jake from a different... Listen, it's going to be better to have someone that actually can uh, hang with me with sports. Oh, uh, well, you know. <laughs> Other anyway. than just a producer. <laughs> Any I'm surprised who... no theme song this week. I don't have a theme song Good. this week. I was going to play Titanic, but then I was like... Oh, Again, copyright. Remember, we talked about this last <laughs> week. We don't get money from it, though. That's okay. I don't want to risk it. All right. So, Rob, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, obviously, we've told our, our listeners that, you know, you're... You're a former coach, winner of CIF uh, championship. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your time in that? Yeah, so, well, uh, I'm originally born and raised here in Southern California, um, La Mirada to be exact, repping the hometown. Uh, And just grew up, you know, like any kid, liking sports, uh, playing all the sports uh, except tennis. That was frustrating. I tried, but uh, probably broke more rackets (laughs) than I did did playing. but, you know, it's so funny because I did uh, I did coach high school basketball for 19 years, but my favorite wow. sport is baseball. Oh, is really? Baseball. I love baseball. Wow. I love it. Favorite team? Angels, of course. We that's what I want to hear. Best player is. on the planet, but we got to build around it, but that's for another time. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, and then um, so I, I played baseball um, and, and, and never – you know, the funny thing is I really never even played basketball that much. Oh, really? Yeah, I got, I got into basketball because my friends – played so Mm -hmm. you know you got to fit in uh with them so I started playing and then I just fell in love with it and then uh, probably about 1999 I was asked to coach NJB girls have you guys heard of NJB yeah so Mm -hmm. um down in Brea and at that time uh Brea Alinda was I mean their girls program was off the chain Mm -hmm. I mean they were they had at that time I think had won eight or nine state championships just not CIF champ state. So mm. um, I got the opportunity to coach these girls. It was the very first time I'd ever coached. And, um, you know, at that level, you have to, everybody has to play and, and all right. that stuff. So I kind of got used to that. And um, But basically they asked me to coach, and I'm like, well, yeah, you know, I'm going to coach. I've, I've been wanting to do that. And it was all the girls that weren't drafted. Wow. None of them are they were They were just like, hey, you know, you signed up. And um, the cool thing is, man, I just had some plans uh, and just we did well. We went uh, seven and two, got to coach right. uh, one of the all-star teams. You know? Right on. Um, and then I was approached by a good friend of mine that was coaching at Notre Dame here in Riverside and said, hey, would you like to come and be my assistant for uh, the JV team? And I said, sure. And I did that for uh, one year. And then for the next probably uh, eight years after that, I was the head coach for the girls uh, team. And we had – some of the best girl teams that went through that school. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were uh, the first year we were seventeen and three. Next year we were twenty two and one. Next year after that, nineteen and four. And we just, uh, I just, I just built them into my. Philo- I built into them our philo- my philosophy, and that is, you know, uh, pressure, pressure, pressure. Right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you don't know if you guys know anything about the the <clears throat> zones or, or the 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 uh, trapping zones and, and stuff like that. And I pressed the whole entire time, pressed the whole entire time. I drove teams nuts. And, um, and so through that, after that I had left, went to Kaiser high school in Fontana for one year and okay. coached there. 
didn't know if I wanted to coach anymore. I was kind of tired. And uh, but then Notre Dame said, "No, we, you know, come back." And got to do that. And then uh, I was the assistant varsity uh, coach. And um, in 2018, we won the Division Three CIF championship. And uh, it was it was crazy because we beat Bishop Amat, who for years has been a, a powerhouse in mm-hmm. Southern California, whether it be football or basketball. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we beat them uh, in the Division Three CIF Championship, and then two weeks later beat them in the regional uh, finals for state, and we qualified, and we played in the state finals, uh, and we lost to Pleasant Valley uh, in the finals by five. Oh, geez. And you know Those are always the heartbreakers, though. Yeah, that, 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 that loss will probably haunt me. Uh, for for as long as as as, as I can think, it's, well, it's going to. Well, because I always, I and I'm sure all three of us would agree with this. We remember the losses more than we we do the wins. Yeah. Because there could be a certain play that could have just defied the entire game. Right. And like, man, I had this this whole scheme fit up, and we didn't execute it well, or player misses a shot. They they haunt you more as opposed to getting that that win. Yeah, it does. I mean, because you you think of all the things you could have done. You right. Know? Uh, I mean, days later, or man, even that night home on on the bus from Sacramento, you think what you could have done different. And and I look at it like we could have, man, we should have called a timeout at this this point, or man, we should have done this. You know, we were only down by four with two minutes left, and we just started um, shooting a lot of threes, and and our composure was kind of. And that's, you know, that season um, was probably that game was probably one of the things that, you know that's the only time we really felt pressure, mm-hmm. you know, we really felt pressure at that point. And, um, so Pleasant Valley got us, uh, probably exciting for you. I don't know if you know anything about Pleasant Valley high school, but that's <laughs> where much on one them. QB number 12, Aaron Rodgers went to high school. So you would think uh, I would know the one school where Aaron <laughs> goes to school. All I remember yeah. is college. Cause yeah. you know, nobody wanted him. Other yeah. than the smartest team in the league, Green Bay. And he calls himself a fan. Yeah, oh. you should know that. I should. <laughs> I should. But uh, No one's perfect. Yeah. But, the you know, uh, to be honest with you guys, I think what really uh, was was great about uh, the year we won CIF, It I, I tell a lot of kids, I've, I've got to talk to some um, teams, uh, not Notre Dame, because, well, I forgot to tell the rest of the story. So after that, um, I thought I was, I thought I would go out the John Elway and Peyton Manning, uh, way out. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I retired after, after we won CIF. I just, mm-hmm. to me, I'm just like, okay, there's, you know, man, there's not much to come back for, but the whole team was returning. I mean, the team was great, but yeah, it was just time for me to go. I think, um, there were some, there's opportunities at church to, uh, to do some things. So I went that route, mm-hmm. but, um, I, I, I get to talk to, to teams. I've talked to a few teams uh, before their seasons have started, and I'll tell you this, that that CIF championship wouldn't really mean a whole lot if it wasn't for the year before, mm. where we lost in the semifinals oh, yeah. of both, of the of the section and the state, and it really taught us a lot. And um, So, yeah, that was fun. Uh, we have a kid right now. His name is Anthony Holland, and he is playing at uh, Fresno State, and oh, he's yeah. starting as a freshman. That's really nice. cool, though. Yeah, so it's it's cool to watch him play. So, yeah, man, coaching was fun. Uh, there there are times I miss it, but, uh, you know, it was just uh, it was a good time to walk away. Now, let me ask you this, Rob, um, you know, because you being a former coach, what is the most gratifying thing that you take away from coaching? What's something that uh, means the most to you as a coach? The, the, 
the players. I, I think developing relationships with them, and um, you become a family. You know, we became mm-hmm. a family. We we from where we started. You know, when we started this whole thing with these these kids that came in uh, for the four years that they were there, we we were four and twenty one. We won four games all year long, oh, and um, and and every year progress. These kids got better and better and better. And um, mm-hmm. it's the relationships with the kids that really that really um, you know it means more than than this ring or mm-hmm. or or and anything. It, it, you guys can't see it, but I mean he's repping <laughs> he's repping this big old ring right here in front of me. I'm like, man, that's a massive ring. But you know what? It's something to be proud of. Yeah, it, it is. Because not a lot of people can say that they won CIF. Not a whole lot. Yeah. So it's a huge honor obviously to win it. And then like you said, you got to pull the John Elway and Peyton yeah. and right off into the sunset right after. So do you ever have that urge to go back to basketball? Oh yeah, it's in your blood. I mean, once you coach, um, it's it's in your blood. And um, there, like I said, I miss it. Um, I, I I think I don't. What I don't miss is being gone a lot. Um, yeah, no. because um, I was gone a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. this is just high school. I mean, I can imagine these college these college coaches. They have to go and recruit, and then the and then the professional, you know, watching game film and all that stuff. And we did do that, but um, not to the extent of those, you know, two areas. But uh, it. Yeah, uh, I miss it. I miss. I, I loved practice. I think practice was probably the most gratifying thing for me because that's where I did all my game planning and uh, and it was harder. I mean, if you ask any player that played for me uh, today, what was harder, games or practices? And they mm-hmm. will tell you practices were a hundred percent harder. Yeah. <laughs> and I did that was all by design because I wanted them to be comfortable in the games. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing about being a successful coach is being able to make sure you play the way you practice it all starts at practice so if you go into a game and you're thinking oh my gosh we had a great week of practice you being a coach you see the flaws that are at practice and you're like man if we take that into the game we're gonna we're gonna get destroyed today or we might we might win the game but not in the way that i'm expecting us to win right so and i feel you on the whole you get the the urge to go back because when i played football there was no better feeling than hitting the guy in front of me and just getting up and like, it's just the adrenaline rush. You're like, man, I can't wait to get back out there and hit someone again. So I totally feel where you're coming from that. Now, born and raised California, LA Rams, Lakers, angels, which is a sour topic for me. Only only because I am sick of us not making the playoffs. It's hard to, it's hard to watch. Yeah. Sitting across from the guy who's a Yankees fan over here, so also bandwagon guy, but that's okay. That okay, the Yankees, <laughs> the Yankees was not a bandwagon team. That one was like my whole life. I don't believe that for a second, but oh. but that's okay. So you know, Rob well, Derek Jeter just got into the Hall of Fame. So Congratulations, yeah, Derek Jeter! Yeah. Super cool. To, super cool for us to see that. Yeah. Now, Rob, you're a Rams fan. Come on. Super Bowl year a year ago. You're in the Super Bowl. Oh, Should have played a lot better in that game. There's, I don't know what Sean McVay was thinking. Should have ran what he'd been running all year long. Didn't want to do it. Um, it just almost seemed like this year he was trying to show off Jared Goff a little bit. Be like, you know what? I think Jared could do things like a Brady, like a, like a Rodgers and Mahomes and all these great uh, quarterbacks. To you, what do you guys need to get over the hump to get back to the playoffs? And not only just get to the playoffs, but to make it back to a Super Bowl. Because I mean, once you get when you get there once, it's hard to get yeah, back again. Sure is, and that's that's for any sport. Uh, you know, that's Absolutely. why again, like like I said, when, when we won CIF, it's like 
you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna really blow your guys' mind. I was gonna walk away that year. Really? I was gonna leave. I was done. I was tired. Mm-hmm. My wife was ready for me to to, to walk away. And uh, Brian Wynn, who uh, used to work at church with me, and and he said, you know, you'd be dumb if you walked away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'll come back. And then we won CIF. So um, getting back, and then and then just last year they lost again in the yeah. in the same spot we lost the year before we won. So getting back to um, the Super Bowl is hard um, for the Rams. I think, you know. If you looked at it last year, the Chicago Bears is the team that figured the Rams out. If, if yeah, can, no, I, mean, I believe that. I mean, not this this past season, but the season before. Right. Um, they really gave a blueprint of how to beat the Rams, and and I, I think Sean McVay is a great coach. I, I agree. I think he's one of the, if not the top mind, one of the sure. most genius offensive coordinators yeah. I've seen. Maybe compared to Andy Reid, I think Andy Reid might be the one, not the best. Uh, offensive coordinator, but he's pretty close yeah. to being there. No, he is, and I think what I think what happened with the Rams is we see a, a little bit of a, a of a decline in um, Todd Gurley. I, I think as he's, sad as that is, yeah. I mean, I think that injury at Georgia, if, if you guys remember, in his senior yeah. year, he got hurt, and I don't, I, I, I can say that probably has an issue, uh, has a pro, uh, you know, that plays into that, right? Um, so I think uh, you know they just got out coached. I mean it's Bill Belichick. I mean he he's he's a, he's a he's a mastermind in, in, in defense. And you know I sat there that night going, man, the Rams just held the Patriots to 13 points yep. and still lost. And so, um, but that was last year. And then this year it was nine and seven. You know it was a it was a season of frustration because there was offensive line issues, players not playing up to their exactly. capability. And I think with those offensive line issues, Jared Goff uh, got rattled, and I think he lost a little bit of confidence. So I think moving into next year, we move into SoFi Stadium. Yeah, so that's, that's going to be, be such a nice awesome. stadium. For, are you going to be there first game? Uh, no, I don't have the kind of money. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, you know, it's it's awesome because I'll tell you again a quick little story that I was a Rams fan growing up. My okay. dad had season tickets from the time uh, in night from 1982 to the time they left. So, uh, fortunately for me, I got to see all the legends. I got to see Dan Marino play live. Oh, I got did to see you? Joe Montana play oh. live. John Elway, Marcus Allen. You know, so I got to see all these guys live. And um, but when I was a kid playing football, I was a John Elway fan. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, who wouldn't be? I mean, right. You know, he's from he's right here from um, Granada Hills High School in, in Southern California. So, um, you know, I, I got to see him play when he was at Stanford. And so, when I was playing quarterback, I was number seven. And I said, okay. wherever this guy goes, I want to be a fan. Mm-hmm. Well, who do you get drafted by? Indianapolis. No. Oh, the not, Indi- not Indianapolis. Yankees. I'm like, nope. Oh, never, okay. I no thought way. we're talking. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. I thought we're talking football for a second. I'm like, oh, that's right. He played baseball. So- sorry, Alex. No, I wasn't gonna be a Yankee fan. There wasn't. So There's I'm no like, way. okay. But um, but when he got drafted by the Broncos and played for the Broncos, I, I was a Rams fan, but I was an Elway fan. So therefore, mm-hmm. I kind of adopted the Broncos. I, I'd watch him because I. So when the Rams left, Alex I'll... is over here, all excited, shaking his head. <laughs> I'm, all, yes. I'm all dancing on the inside. <laughs> So, uh, I, you know, when the Rams left, I'm like, well, I was upset. You right. Know? Um, and uh, and my dad was a diehard Rams. I mean, diehard, lived and died by the Rams. And I told him, hey, my, Dad, you know, the Rams are going to leave. And he said, you know, the day the Rams leave is the day I die. He left. He died in 95, and they left in 95. So Jeez. he was pretty prophetic with that, not trying to bring the show down. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I started rooting for the Broncos. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and so, you know, and I always – you know, I always dreamed that, man, can you imagine if Peyton Manning played for the Broncos? 
and then, and then like, he comes, away. yeah, man, he comes, and, and you know, Peyton. it's just the silver line. It's just yeah. you look at it, you're like, because you know, I like John Elway, obviously one of the best quarterbacks that could ever throw the ball sure. at all. But when it comes to drafting, it's a way different thing. Yeah. It, it's so disappointing because you look at it and all the quarterbacks that he's tried to hit, on, like to hit on, he can't hit on. Yeah. Until finally, Indianapolis is just like. I don't think Indy should have let him go in the first place. Yeah. I was like, yeah. that's a dumb move by them. A great move by Peyton. Because um, there was reports like he want, there was the Cardinals interested, Tennessee interested. Yeah. And then when I saw that, he went to the Broncos. As soon as I saw him sign, I was like, Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so, you know, so they win the Super Bowl. And then, and then there's rumors the Rams coming back. You know, hey, they're going to come back to L.A. I'm like, come on, you know, all right. So the, the, the Broncos win the Super Bowl. Right. And the Rams are already coming back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, uh, yeah. So everything fell Gone. in the line in the sense for yeah. you because I was like, broke up with the Broncos and started dating the Rams again, and uh, <laughs> you know, and now and, did you ask the Rams to take you back or did they come and beg you back? Well, since it was a moronic move for them to even leave in the first place, I think we just mutually agreed that we'll come back together. Ah, okay, so, okay, there was some uh, forgiveness. There. Yeah, That's a little forgiveness. Hey, it always <laughs> says we should supposed to forgive anyway. So so. And then moving so moving uh, forward, uh, I think they just need to fix the offensive line a little bit. Um, give Jared Goff some some confidence, and right. I look for the Rams to bounce back in a very and I want to say the toughest division in football. I, I think West. I think this is the most tough division that I remember since when uh, Alex Smith and mm-hmm. Harbaugh were there, and then obviously Seattle was up and coming. The Rams were even when the Rams weren't as good, they just played everybody so tough in that yeah. division. Yeah, and. Some people like to say, oh, no, I think the AFC North. I go, no, 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 no. Have you seen that West? The West is The tough. NFC West, those dudes hate each other. Here, you're talking about three teams, though. We're talking about the 49ers. We're talking about the Rams. We're talking about the Seahawks. You're forgetting about a young and upcoming team. I think Cardinals. the Cardinals will be better. Yep. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. Oh, yeah, no. Cliff Kingsbury's doing I like, a great I job. I like what I see from Kyle Murray. Yeah. Uh, I think yep. he. I think he's got I, – I was a little iffy when he came out in the draft. I was like, you know, the whole – there's no – not it was nothing against him. It was more the fact where he was going because sure. you see these quarterbacks who come out of college look great, but then all of a sudden, everyone forgets like, hey, they're gonna get drafted by a terrible team that doesn't yeah. have a whole lot. Sure. Now, could you imagine if like before Andrew Luck retired, right? Let's imagine Indianapolis is like, shoot, we gotta trade up here, get a nice little quarterback, because yeah. now they gotta find out is Jacoby Brissett the guy? Yeah. But. I do think uh, the NFC West is going to be super tough this year. Yeah. But to get back to your Rams, I got to ask you this: Were you happy with the Jalen Ramsey trade? Because I know it's yeah. a tough one. He's just when you anytime you give up draft picks, man, you really hope that this works out. Um, I, I'm not saying he 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 played bad, um, but to give up a uh, you know to give up draft picks, this player's really got to be special. Uh, with that being said, I, I think Ramsey is a special player. I think he's good. I agree. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it, it hurts when you give up first-round draft picks because there's no guarantee that he's going to sign here. But, you know, I, I think that there's a possibility that the Rams will, will offer him money. And, and, and there's just got there's some things have to fall into place first. But, do you uh, like that they got rid of Wade Phillips, or do you think they should have brought him back? Oh, man, I, I think they should have brought him back. I think that's one, one mistake. I think uh, McVeigh made um, the defense was was spotty at times this year, but I mean, right. um, I think he's a great coach. Um, now they've uh, 
they've actually replaced him with uh, I think one of the Broncos. Uh, yeah, their linebacker coach. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we'll see. I mean, you know, it's I, I thought the same thing about McVeigh though. I'm like, okay, well, here true. comes his hot shot OC, and and uh, you know he's done re- he's done really well. So um, I, I do. I look for the Rams to bounce back next year uh, with the new stadium, uh, new unis. I don't know if you guys heard that they're coming oh, up new I did not hear about There's that. no. You know, I, I'm praying that they go back to the blue and gold of when I was As a long kid, as it doesn't look anything like the New York Jets uniform. No. That just looks hideous. <laughs> I've seen fans talk about it that are Jets fans. They're like, oh, it looks great. I go, you guys wonder why you lose every single yeah. year. You have the worst taste in anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we saw the playoffs this past Sunday. Heartbreaking for me with the Packers, just <laughs> you know, me. You, you get, gets me up. But you know, um, you, get, you get you get your second shot to to make yourself look good, and, and not you even do, close. You, you play the same way you did the first. Oh, time. it hurt. But you know, I because I got to watch the game. Obviously, I was not happy with how Aaron played the first half. I I just I thought he looked horrible. Yeah, he looked like a rookie to me. But when it came down the road, I would be like, all right, here and there, but. Our defense gave up what was it, 280 yards rushing? That dude went 220 and four TDs on y'all, man. <laughs> that, that it hurts. But so my question for you too, Rob, is because I mean we're we're about to see possibly so because we still got Aaron Rodgers. Some people think that Aaron is done. They don't think he's got a whole lot in the tank anymore. Like me. Alex is one of those guys. <laughs> but but you being a coach, I'm hoping you'll be able to help me out here. Can you put all the blame on Rodgers this year, or can you definitely look at the roster? Because, I mean, for me, being able to watch every single game, when Devontae was out, yeah. it, w- it was Rodgers to whoever, yeah. whatever undrafted guy was there. It was like, okay, we got to throw somebody in. Yeah. Uh, it, my take on the Packers is, is, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a legend. Uh, I kind of read something today about how not enough Super Bowls may hurt his uh his legacy and Mm -hmm. and that could be true because you know um the jewelry tells you everything absolutely you know the it's a ring thing and you know you that's what the ultimate prize is is not to make the playoffs but win the super bowl oh yeah and so that should be the goal every year otherwise what are you doing there yeah i think to me i think the packers are young they have a very young team and i honestly you know May hurt your feelings, but I oh, think man. they overachieved. I think oh, they overachieved. Oh no, no, no! I, I agree. You know, I mean, we were only favored to win six games. We weren't supposed to beat right. Minnesota. We weren't supposed to be Chicago. Chicago was supposed to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, we weren't even supposed to be mentioned. We were supposed to be at the bottom of the barrel here. Yeah. And I'm over here. I, I before the season started, I'm like, obviously, I'm a Packer fan. I'm gonna be like, yeah, we're going to the playoffs. What do you mean? Yeah. We're going. And then as soon as we made the playoffs, I go. What just happened? We weren't supposed to be like here. Even you were surprised. I was. I was surprised. <laughs> oh I was like, we got Devonte Adams, Aaron Rodgers, and I mean, I love the Smith, the Smith brothers. Even though they're not actual brothers, they call each other brothers. But I like how our, certain pieces of our defense looked. I hate how Mike Pettin preached on just we're going to stop the pass, not the run. I'm like, have you seen the Niners? They just run. Jimmy Garoppolo threw eight passes on Sunday. 77 yards, yeah. Eight passes, and he's going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But, I mean, and this, this was the guy who was supposed to be the heir apparent to Tom Brady. And then speaking of Tom Brady, there's potentially – a, it, it's out there no. of him coming to the Chargers. <laughs> no, that's, that's not what I heard. There's, I've heard a lot of different things. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard Chargers. Heard I've heard Raiders. The Raiders is the one that scares me. I heard Indianapolis Colts. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, all these all these teams that are going to be shopping for quarterbacks this off season. Um, you know, Tom Brady's unique in that in that way of. Well, I mean, to me, the way I look at it from an outsider looking in, he doesn't need the money. Oh yeah, he no. definitely doesn't need the fame. I mean, we all know he's the goat, um, and it pains me to say that. But uh, um, you know, I spent most of my young childhood not appreciating Michael Jordan. I was a mm. you know, Lakers fan, obviously, and Magic Johnson was the man. And to me, I I, I take Magic Johnson over Michael, but yeah. that's just me. So, so. I, I I didn't I, I really didn't appreciate Jordan's um, greatness. And I've sat back and watched Tom Brady, and you know I want to appreciate his greatness because mm. I think him and Manning really have done, uh, and not just those two. I mean, Breeze, you can go you can oh, go yeah. online, but I think these guys have really um, made that position. Um, uh, you know, they've made it to where, you know, like Tom Brady's a great story. Like he wasn't, he was drafted like 900th, you know, in, in this thing. And then here he is winning six titles and, and Peyton Manning, you know, he probably ran, you know, his kids could probably run faster than him when he was younger. And, you know, yeah. but it was the thing that impressed me about Manning and, and Brady is their smarts, is their smarts for oh, the yeah. game. They understand the game and stuff like that. So if you ask me, he comes back as a Patriot. Really, you think yeah. Patriots? Yeah, I do. I don't know. It's just because for me, now I'll agree one hundred percent. There, there were Tom Brady is one of the best that has ever played. I for for me because I'm a defensive guy, so obviously I'm gonna look on the defensive yeah. side of the ball. I love Deion Sanders. I love Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White, and those guys to me were just so dominant at their positions. Lawrence Taylor changed the left tackle position forever because of what he. Uh, what he did to a quarterback, it yeah. was sad. You're just like, and Alex Smith uh, faced the same injury. But to you, did you did you see a little bit of a decline in Brady this year, or do you think it was just the weapons? Because I mean, there were certain aspects to me to where I looked at. Yeah, his offensive line wasn't the best, but there were moments he would have a receiver open, yeah. and instead of trying to push the ball to him, he'd throw it out of bounds or he get scared in the bo- uh, the pocket. There could be a, a slight decline, but I think, you know, it's changed in personnel, um, you know, and I just think that, uh, you know, I mean, as you get older, your your reaction time probably, it starts. Starts to go a little bit. Yeah. He still had, a, I think he still had a good year, but I think overall the Patriots just didn't look like, I mean, you could see it coming too. After, I mean, after Lamar Jackson and, and Baltimore just, destroyed them and and they didn't destroy him in the score but just destroyed him on the field. oh yeah and you saw they picked okay. them apart yeah, yeah. Here, here's an issue and then other teams that were playing him and then you think about it and it's like okay the dolphins got him on the last game of the year yeah. and then it's like okay they're they're gonna play a hot titans team and and you know the titans played well and and they ran into a buzzsaw called the chiefs but um i just think that the patriots were i'm not saying they were figured out but i just don't think that uh I don't think Brady was as sharp as he usually is. Yeah, that could be and, and that's what I and that's what I saw this year. I mean, maybe maybe if he did, let's say for the sake of argument, he does come to the Chargers. I think that he'd probably have one of his best supporting casts he's ever had. Other besides Randy Moss, because the one year he won the MVP, he had Randy Moss, but he didn't win the Super Bowl. He lost yeah. to the Giants. You want to know something crazy? I was reading the other day is um, why it makes. Why why it does and why it doesn't make sense for Tom Brady to come to the Rams. Now the funny thing is is because you talk about you talk about um, a team that's ready to win now. The Rams are ready to win now. Right. I mean they they have the weapons on defense and on offense, and I'm just thinking 
you're gonna have to pay this guy a boatload of money. You already invested all this money into Jared Goff, and um, which frustrates me because it's like, okay, you're putting, you're giving all this guy this money. It's like, man, why don't we, why don't we see one more year? Um, but again, you know, I don't work for that organization. But, uh, um, but I mean, I, as a fan, I, yeah. you guys, I mean, as fans, a lot of people always, because I don't know if you refer to the Rams as like when we when, whether they win or lose, or it's like, man, yeah, we won today, we lost today. A lot of people are like, why are you saying we? Did you play today? I go, when you're investing as much as you're investing into them, you might yeah. as well be saying, yeah, I'm a part of that. Like, yeah, be, because you you do give as a fan, you get die hard into these fans, you get yeah. or into the fans, into the Team, teams, and yeah. locked in. Mm-hmm. So when they lose, it hurts. It's like when you don't make the playoffs, it hurts. You're like, man, we gotta wait another year. You know, the funny thing is that doesn't happen with the Rams, though. It doesn't happen with the Angels. It doesn't really happen with the Lakers. There's only one team that I take it personal when they lose. And that, and that's my fighting Irish man. I I, I do. Oh, I take I it. I take it. You. I take it personal. I do. I. I've this is hard. And... So that's actually one. I'm. I wasn't gonna ask, but I'm gonna ask it. So California kid, but you're a Notre Dame fan. Yeah. Why Irish. not UCLA, USC, Stanford? One of those. One of the Cali Cali teams here. Have you seen USC play, Jake? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> I did. I went to one. I finally got to go to one game as. Uh, I got. I went because I'm a season ticket holder with the Clippers. Uh, hooked me up with free tickets. It was USC and Arizona State. Great game this year. Yeah, I oh, went. Yeah. I, I, it was great game. Got to see USC for the first time. I was super happy, and I was like, "Man, why can't we be this more consistent every now and again? Instead of one week we win by twenty, one week we get blown out by thirty. So, yeah. as a USC fan, it just rips me apart, especially when we're stuck with Clay Hilton. I was really hoping for Urban Meyer. Yeah, well, keep hoping because he ain't coming out of that box. Uh, well, yeah, um, man, I remember um, it was—I I think it was 1979. I was a kid, and I remember watching Joe Montana, and he had the flu, mm. and they were playing in the Cotton Bowl, and they were down, and he brought them back to win. And I remember watching that game, and I—I—I I, I, I love the tradition of Notre Dame. I love how the week starts. It starts all, it's an all week thing getting ready for a Saturday game. Um, and you know, so I've, I've been rooting for them since I was 10 years old and I have not missed an opening game of wow. to watch. I've not missed. I did one time when I was, I think I was like 12 or 13 years old. I didn't get to see that, but every year since then, I've never missed an opening game watching it. I've missed my nephew's birthdays. Uh, they, they, you know, they, it's funny that you mentioned that. They made the mistake of putting it on the, on the, on on game one, so sorry. Hey, sorry. Uh, happy birthday! I'm gonna go watch Notre Dame play. Right. Win or lose, it don't matter. It's, yeah. that's what it's about being a fan. Yeah. So now we're gonna get into the fun topic for you. Your your loved Lakers. Yeah, come on. So this one, I'm actually just curious. this is something I got to ask you because you know I have debates all the time with people like who's the best basketball player ever, right? For me, it's LeBron. I like. I'm like. I love the way LeBron plays. I don't like some of his antics sometimes yeah. on how he acts, but the way he's able to carry a franchise every single year. Yeah. You got him with the Lakers, but in your personal opinion, because you grew up, you got to watch Magic. Yeah. You got to watch Jordan. You got to watch all these these great legends back in the day. Who for you? is whether it's the greatest of all time or whether it's just your favorite player of all time. 
Well, I won't get into the greatest of all time basketball because there's just way too many players. You got Jerry West, you got Wilt Chamberlain, mm-hmm. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and we can go on for days about about these legends. And, and so it's hard. I, I, I would try to stay away from that. And right. They're all, the, they're all good in their different oh, yeah. aspects of their game. Um, but Magic was always my favorite player growing up. I had three that I really liked. Magic was always my favorite player, and I liked Reggie Miller. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, Reggie's a Riverside boy, Riverside Pauly, um, is where he graduated. He obviously went to UCLA. And then um, Kobe, man. I mean... I figured Kobe was coming in here somewhere. Well, the thing I like about Kobe Bryant, the thing I like about Larry Bird. Oh, um, Larry, yeah. And the thing that I think... I think I want to say that... that LeBron lacks. Now, LeBron is a phenomenal athlete. He's, he, he's up there with the greatest of all time, absolutely. But the thing that is different between Kobe Bryant, Larry Bird, versus uh, LeBron. LeBron James, Kobe and, and Larry were coming for your heart. That's true. They mm-hmm. Each and every night, they were coming for your heart. They don't care if your mama cried. They don't care if your kids were out there crying. They were there to do one thing, rip your heart out and win the game. And exactly. I don't think LeBron has that, which it's a killer instinct that's just mm. it's just born in you. They always talk about Kobe and the Mamba mentality. Well, um, you know, that dude used to, he'd play a basketball game, mm-hmm. and he'd go home, and he would shoot three to 400 more jump shots before he went to bed. He's like, all right, I'm going to get this. Always but that's the work that. you put in, you True. know. So And the get off the whole goat thing, but... You know, I think for me, the reason I appreciate LeBron so much, I, I've got the my first game I ever went to for basketball, and this is kind of how I became a Clipper fan. Um, it was LeBron's last game here in L.A. as a Cavalier. So I got to go to the Staples Center, and I just – at the time, they had just got Tobias. They had uh, Gallinari, Patrick Bev still, Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell. And, Do you like Patrick Beverly? Man, that guy's got a big mouth. Oh, I love Pat- – <laughs> see – Okay, Patrick <laughs> Beverly in basketball is what I was in football. I was a loudmouth dude, talked trash to you all day. This is why he and had, what, like nine, 11 concussions? Nine. Because <laughs> I hit too hard, you know? That, yeah, I, that's what it was. It wasn't <laughs> that people weren't knocking you but back. No, so, I mean, I, I got to watch LeBron, and obviously, because like you said, you got to grow up with Magic, yeah. Larry Bird. For me, I got to grow up watching Dwayne Wade, I got to watch LeBron, a little bit of Shaq, not too much. Obviously, yeah. still Kobe, um, and there's so many more. Now it's you know you see like Kyrie Irving coming in, but to me Kyrie and Kevin Durant, all these guys. I'll tell you who the most exciting basketball player in basketball right now though is Ja Morant. I love Ja. He is. Ja is phenomenal. I know everyone's talking Luca, but no one's giving no love to Ja, and I love what I'm seeing from Ja. Yeah. But you know, I I got to watch that game. He led the team in points that night, and it, it was just insane to see because I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, there's LeBron right there in front of me. I'm watching him play the game and just leading his team, trying to yeah. do what he can. I mean, they lost that night, but I loved – and this is how I became a Clipper fan. I loved how the Clippers played. I loved the energy that they were given every single time that they had the ball. Yeah. But for you, being a Laker fan, we got – I mean, my Clippers are 2-0 and against the Lakers, but I mean squat because the problem is – we're winning the games against the Lakers, which is what we're supposed to do. But the problem is we're too focused in on the Lakers. Is what my issue is. I'm not a huge fan of the whole load management thing. Um, for you, because I just saw this uh, report. I think it just got reported uh, yesterday about the possibility of Derrick Rose mm, coming yeah, to the Lakers. Yeah. 
What do you think about that? Well, they definitely need another score. Um, <clears throat> I like how these the, the role players have they've done their job, and I mean, AD is uh, he is just dominant. I Monster. Mean, right now, he's a little hurt, you know, and he didn't play that. I know they got absolutely annihilated last night, and I don't think he played all that well. Uh, but you know, he's hurt. But I think with they they do need one more score, and Derrick Rose is is playing pretty well. Um, I'm so happy for that yeah. dude though, because he's another guy I love watching. Yeah. I just, I'm when he was jacking up his knees, it, it just it hurt. I was yeah. like, man, Derrick Rose, and you know, I was I was like, man, I wish the Clippers would get him, but we don't really need him right now. We right. got Kawhi, we got Paul George, yeah. we got a great bench, but you know, the like I said, the issue I have is the fact of the whole resting yeah. when you're not even hurt. Yeah. Uh, they're just like, no, nah, we're just going to arrest you, yeah. just arrest you. And, yeah, if it if it helps us win eventually, then they're going to say, okay, no problem. But here's the problem. If we don't win a championship this year, everyone's going to be like, then why did we pay you this money yeah. not to win? I look more towards uh, with the load management thing, you know, welcome to the new NBA. Um, uh, yeah. You know, you didn't have that back in the 80s. Um, you know, oh, yeah, you no, played, it, you it, played it was, every night that you could possibly can. I mean, and the only way you didn't is if there was something that was holding you back from playing, whether, whether significant injury or, or you know, the death of a loved one. Um, the whole load management thing for me is, you know, these people, um, you know, they pay their money to see the, these kids, you know, no one, no yeah, one exactly. pays to see a referee. Nobody comes and pays to see, uh, you know, even a coach, but they do come to see, to see these stars. And it might be, let's say, you know, um, you can't afford to go to a game, but man, this is the, you finally got the money to come to a game and, uh, LeBron wasn't playing that night or, or, oh, yeah. or, or Kawhi wasn't playing that night. You know, it's, it's a disappointment because, you know, you don't get these, 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 uh, tickets are astronomically uh, expensive. Insane and, right now. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's a, it's a sad thing when the, when you can't see the stars play. And, um, so I, I understand the, the fans frustration, uh, of it all. And, and um, as far as winning championships, you know, I think it's a blueprint that the Spurs started doing a few years ago with, yeah, with exactly. Tim Duncan and, and, and all their older players. But, um, yeah, uh, I, I just feel bad for the fans that, that, that pay to go see them play. No, exactly. And I think I think it's insane that a lot of fans got to deal with that. But at the same time, you know, when you do actually get that opportunity to go and see these guys play, it's a phenomenal experience. I got to finally see Kawhi play against Toronto, which was – an insane atmosphere, and Kawhi had a lot of people were thinking, eh, "Is Kawhi gonna even play this game?" Like, and I'm yeah. thinking, he he helped Toronto win a championship. Yeah, he's playing. So, for you, what did the Lakers have to do, or even the Clippers, in your mind? Because I mean, there's still Houston behind them. Yeah, you well, know, Houston's I, in trouble. They've lost four in a row. Yeah, uh, you know, but <clears throat> the thing is, the problem with Houston uh, is it it all goes through James Harden. I know Russell Westbrook. Uh, has his moments where he just goes out and just, all right, I'm going in with the mindset. I'm going to go and score, or I'm going to go and get rebounds. I'm going to miss a whole bunch of shots, but I'm going to keep shooting. But James Harden has been seeming like off and on for me. Like, I don't know about you, but uh, they're still there. Denver's going to be – a lot of people thought Denver was going to be a, a big threat this year. And then even Utah Jazz, I was like, why Utah? Like, yeah. Mike Conley, I, I get it. A lot of people have respect for him. Just can't stay healthy ever. Uh, but in your opinion right now, who has the edge to get to that next level to, to the NBA finals, uh, between the Lakers and Clippers? 
If I had to pick, uh, if I had to pick, and not just because I'm a Laker fan, but I would say the Lakers only for the simple fact that um, it's night in and night out they're beating teams and and convincingly. Um, mm-hmm. Not to say that the Clippers couldn't get there, but I look at the Lakers and and uh, uh, what you guys have to understand is a lot of things have to fall into place for you to be good, and not just because you have LeBron and and uh, an AD or you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. What it is is you have to gel. You yeah. have to gel, and that's the problem I thought that the Houston – I was going to say Astros, but we, they're cheaters. <laughs> but anyways um, – Hey, they might, the, they might get buzzed for that one, but you know. Is the Houston is the Houston Rockets uh, – you know, I thought that was going to be an issue between Westbrook and, and, and Harden is because each guy has to have the ball in their hand. And, and you know, I think they're, they're, they're managing it pretty well. But um, I think you have to gel. You have to learn, like – Someone I was really against having Dwight Howard come back. I was like, oh gosh, we've already I, that that dude has shocked me. I didn't think it was going to be yeah. that successful. I I was I was very very skeptical uh, skeptical on it at first, but then now he's just proven everybody. Yeah, he's like, he's... look how this is how focused I am. And you, I, I think watching him now compared to when he was with Kobe, it wasn't fun with Kobe for him in, in his mindset because you know Dwight likes to have fun. Yeah, and he's Kobe was a no nonsense guy. He's like, look. I'm here to win a championship. You don't like how I'm doing it? Yeah. There's a door right over there. But with LeBron, I think LeBron, and LeBron fits a little bit better with Dwight only because uh, LeBron has the mindset of like, hey, this can be fun, but we can also win a championship yeah. at the same time. Well, I think, and, and I also think Dwight Howard wanted to be the man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, when the mom is in town, you're not you're the man. You're not the man. You are going to take second and, fiddle. And, and, that's, even, and he's got five reasons why he can be like that. Well, and even going to uh, – to, I, I got a – tour of the Lakers stadium, met some Laker fans and stuff like that. But you know, a lot of people, I think LeBron went in thinking he was going to be embraced right away. And it's not the case with Laker fans with no. Laker fans. You it's like, look, you see all these banners right here. All of them got either got by uh, Kobe, by Shaq, by magic. You want to be a Laker. You got to go and earn it. You know, as you, as you speak of those banners and you know, I'm going to get them real quick. You ready? Yeah, for this? here you we ready go. The funny thing about the Clippers and the Lakers is, is there's all this talk about you know even Doc Rivers was was saying some things about oh, the Lakers no. and stuff like this, <laughs> no. and which makes me laugh because Alex, if you really look in the rafters, the Lakers put banners up for games and the Clippers put selfies up. Exactly. Well, we also put a, <laughs> hey, we also put a Taylor Swift banner up, but you know that, that's about it. But you know yeah, that I, one's nice. That one, I that's what I love to see when I go watch the Lakers play. Is Taylor, a Taylor Swift. Swift banner up in the corner that says hey, sold out. Know, is she wearing a Clipper jersey at least? I wish. <laughs> she. I don't think she is. I think she's just. You know, it, it's not even. It's for the not even for the Clippers. It's just like, hey, this this banner's here for Taylor. And for me though, it's been a long time since the Lakers have won a championship. It's been a long time since they've been in the playoffs, too. Yeah, but you can sit back and relax all you want when you've won all the time. When, when, when? when oh, was, no, I don't like her. No, when was the last time they won? I can't, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, 2010, 11? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When's the last time the Clippers won? Hey, we were in the final. Uh, not hey, final, Alex, sorry. Can, Alex, can you get that cricket over there? Because it's pretty, yeah. Uh, oh, that got really loud right now. That <laughs> got really bad. But, hey, you know, and like I said, I love what the Clippers, I think the thing, that even helped the Clippers more this year it, that I love because you guys had Lou Williams at one time. Yeah, no. Never should have got rid of him. Lou Williams has been, uh, for me, and I and Kawhi, because for me it's LeBron, Kawhi, I love Derrick Rose, but 
Lou Williams for me on the Clippers is the best player on the Clippers. No, he's a good score. He's and, a good score. And the easier. reason I say that is because when you load manage as much as Kawhi does, and I understood that's what he was going to do when he comes in. So to me, I was going with the mindset: then don't consider yourself the best on the team because Lou Williams, on a consistent basis, has been the heart and soul of the Clippers, and the Pat Beverly wears it on his sleeve every single time he's out there. He gives it his all. Montrez Harold. Yeah. Those guys just the way that they were able to even hang with Golden State when Kevin Durant was healthy, it blew my mind. I didn't expect them to, to even come close to what they did. Well, I'll tell you one thing about Kawhi Leonard. Um and, and it it's not even the Clipper days. Um, you know, being in the high school uh basketball realm like I was, he uh, was from King High School in right. Riverside and we watched him uh, you know, we'd watch him throughout the year, and um, I remember going and watching him play Upland. Now that that year, they had uh, I think his name was Derek Snyder. I could be wrong, but he actually went on to play for uh, Derek Snyder. Went on to play for uh, the University of Nevada, and then he played for the Clippers. I mean, for the Utah Jazz for a bit. And um, and watching Kawhi in high school was amazing. I mean, you guys. I mean, this kid was just head and shoulders above uh, everybody else. And then he goes to San Diego State and. You know, a lot of people didn't even know who he was. They were yeah, like, who is this yeah. guy? I mean, I think even when a lot of Spurs fans were wondering, like, why are we taking this guy? Well, the thing is because he's a scorer now. You know, he wasn't really a, he yeah, wasn't no, really a scorer in that. San Antonio. You know, you had you, you had Ginobili, you had Duncan, you had Parker, um, you had all the, those guys scoring. So he really was, you know, he fit – uh, he just fit like he was supposed to, and and now you're seeing him score. You now you're seeing him be real aggressive, and which I don't think a lot of people thought he could do no, at one time. No. I think they were looking, eh, he can be good on defense, but he ain't. Uh, he can be top in defense, but yeah. he's not going to be a scorer. Yeah, so I think you're seeing that that different side of Kawhi uh, uh, now, and and the and the Clippers are going to be there. I think they're going to be, uh, they're going to be, uh, you know, one of the top teams in the West. And um, but I, I'll tell you my honest take right now, and, and this is honest. This is just being from a from a fan standpoint. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks are the best team in the NBA. Oh yeah, no, there's no. I mean, I mean, Giannis over there has just been killing it. Well, I think you know. When it comes to basketball, um, and especially like if you're looking at, um, you know, you're looking at the NCAA tournament, and you're looking at all these college teams and and these top college teams, but just uh, college teams in general that are in this tournament. Um, th- the two things that you have to have that make you good is you have to have good guards. Oh yeah, you have to have good guards because I think guards make the things go. And I think Chris Middleton is a great shooting guard for uh, for the Bucks and. Um, I think they're well coached. I think um, you know they they generally they love to play and and it shows uh, and it shows. I think they're the top scoring team in the in, in the NBA right well, now. Well, and you know the, for for the East side of things, I'm not gonna lie to you. There there's a couple teams that I could see giving the Milwaukee Bucks a run for the money. These better be good. Well, you 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 probably might judge me, but. His Toronto Raptors. Oh, I agree with that. The L- Toronto Lowry. You Lowry, see Lowry's three the other night. That Lowry has been up. insane. Yeah. I have never because here's the thing. So, getting into basketball, I've always uh, before I got into really liking the Clippers, I really liked watching the Raptors play. Yeah. Um, I never seen this from Lowry ever, and he has been just on fire. And then another team that has shocked me this year because I didn't think, and I'm a huge fan of his too, is Jimmy Butler. Yeah. What he's doing with the Miami Heat, Heat yep. right now. Yep. I didn't think. I would see that from him. The guy, I think, though, in the East who's disappointing the most is Kyrie Irving. Which, yeah, yeah. for me, I wasn't shocked about because I was like, I've seen you do it in the Cleveland Cavaliers spot. 
and how you led in Boston. And Boston, yeah. I know a lot of people were like, "Man, they're so talented. They, they, they got. They can definitely do it." Boston doesn't really scare me as much. And the reason I say that is, I mean, before they even beat the Lakers, because yeah. no one expected them to beat the Lakers like that, but they were not playing well at all. Yeah. So what was it? They lost like five games, something like. And but you, but it goes to back to what I just talked about earlier is. You have to you have to gel with the players that you're that you're playing exactly. with. Exactly. And, and these guys aren't used to Kyrie and, and what he does. You can watch somebody and say, uh, okay, yeah, this is how this guy plays. But it's a lot different when you're on the court. It's the temperament. Um, yeah, exactly. Kobe was a jerk, man. Nobody liked playing with Kobe. But at the same time, if you wanted to win, you knew what you were going to get, and that oh, was yeah. that was almost like a chance you were willing to take because you knew that Kobe was coming every night. He was going to give everything. The thing that impressed me about Kobe is that guy played hurt. More than any uh-huh. anybody I know. I mean, it, it he, was sad to see once the injury started. Oh, that Highland, Achilles killed him. The, it, that once it. the Achilles happened, I was like, that was it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So you know, I think that's the thing um, is these players. You know, with someone with Kyrie, I think when uh, uh, when KD comes back next year, you'll you'll see a different you'll see a different uh, uh, thing uh, team. And I think just with the gelling and and seeing how people play. And, and as far as Kyle Lowry goes, man, I, I don't know if you guys ever watched college basketball, but he was doing that stuff at Villanova. I, I never I, mean, I never saw it from crazy. from well because and you you'll agree with this too though but I mean the college level the pro level a whole different ball game and everything yeah. like that because a lot of people for some <laughs> reason thought Lonzo Ball was gonna be a great player I was like not me a lot of, I'm like <laughs> and now I'm seeing like these memes all of a sudden it's like the what is it when that uh, the guy looks back and all of a sudden he sees uh, Lamelo now yeah and all of a sudden the girlfriend's like looking at, but it's like. Lonzo Ball looking yeah. at the, oh, the team or, and stuff about. like that, yeah. and I'm like, you know, because you never know, because Magic could have even took uh, Darian Fox at the time. Yeah. So, but that's the thing though, in, in the NBA, in the draft world, you never know with certain guys like Kyle Lowry. I never expected him to be doing what he's doing in Toronto, but then he's got uh, Pascal Siakam, how he's playing, Marcus Saul, and all all these guys over there. Um, you know, Powell over there was. Actually, there was a few nights ago. He did pretty well. But the I just – for KD, though, I'm really worried on him coming back about his injury because yeah. I don't think he's going to be the same after the injury happened. No, I, injuries definitely take a toll on your body. I mean, seriously, we were not made to, to run and jump and do all these things. And, and uh, you know, I've I've been hurt. I, I remember I I played basketball for years uh, before I started coaching um, – we played in a thing called Fast Action, mm. um, which was a league that was out. That, you know, there was about 350 teams throughout Orange County, throughout um, LA County, and um, it was just a, it was you know you were, you had six four and under and six foot and under you know, and on the six four and under there was a there was an open A B and C, mm. and we played in the open, and you guys are gonna laugh. You know, you guys. Well, see me now, a little more. <laughs> I mean, have you seen me? I, I, little, I didn't used to look like this. I have a this. little more weight on me than I did, but back then I probably weighed about a buck sixty. And I remember one night, what would happen is these NFL guys would come and they would play in this league. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the uh, he went to SC in Chicago. I forget the name. I forget his name now. He's a wide receiver. Um, but one one game we played against Tony Gonzalez. Oh, really? Tony threw me around like a rag doll. <laughs> And, uh, and it was, it was just, he just played the one season and, um, but you know, it's, you, you get, uh, you, and so I, I remember, uh, I, I 
really destroyed my ankle, just destroyed mm-hmm. it. And um, and now I remember my dad used to tell me, you know, you wait till you get into your forties and it's gonna start uh, really taking its toll. And good night. He was he was uh, he was right. Uh, you know, I was in Idaho last week and the weather was nineteen twenty degrees. I mean, my ankle Shoot. hurt so bad. So. You're, you you aren't never the same. I think that's one of the reasons why I walked away. I'm not saying that I was anything great. You know, uh, I was more defensive mm-hmm. player than anything else. Right. In rebounds and blocks. I didn't care about scoring, but it it does. It takes a toll on you, and and um and you aren't the same. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm like, yeah, I just don't want to play anymore. But I still want to continue um in in the sport, and that's when I. Uh, got into coaching and, and then all the passion from playing went into coaching and stuff. So, but you have to look at these guys too, that the injuries that they have, um, technology so oh, much yeah. different than it, it was. It's a whole different know. ball game now. Yeah. Cause I mean, my first, uh, my first year of football, I broke my foot and my coach told me at the time, he's like, ah, you didn't do anything. You're fine. Get up. And so I start playing on a broken foot. Are you foot. hurt or are you injured? Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. And that's what he looked at me like. And I go, coach, I'm literally, you see me on the field and the uh, quarterback hikes the ball. All you saw was me like trying to run, but it was like more me like putting more weight into my left foot, yeah. just hopping. And I just remember getting planted again on my busted ankle, and I was like, yeah. "Coach, no more. I'm yeah. done. I can't do it." Yeah. Uh, and then the concussions is what caused me to walk away for football because uh, if it, if it weren't for the concussions, I would have probably just kept going. Maybe that's why he thinks the Packers are good. I'm pretty sure that's what it <laughs> is. That, that contributes to like most of it. Yeah. Hey, how'd you guys' seasons go again? What are you talking about? Missed the playoffs, missed the playoffs, right? I mean, we were technically, you didn't even believe that you made the playoffs. So that's just as bad as missing it. And then when the belief hit you, you <laughs> lost 37 to 20. Exactly. <laughs> I went Can in. you spell choked? It's spelled P-A-C-E. Oh, no. C-K-E-R. <laughs> See, listen. Go I, choke, go. I literally, the entire week, I went in with the mindset of, we're going to beat the Niners. We're going to beat the Niners. I picked my heart with my heart over my brain. And in my head, I'm thinking, we're not being the Niners. And my heart is like, yeah, we are. Come I on, think, just I think just you believe. literally said that in the last podcast. I you were like, I'm going to go with my heart on this one. I, I think I'm not surprised win. if I did because I'm like, I'm a diehard cheesehead uh, cheese uh, through and through because my grandpa, he he was a huge Packer guy. And same with my uh, with my grandma. So I, I loved Brett Favre when he played and everything like that. But then obviously now we got Aaron, the bad man, as Stephen A says, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, so yeah, he was real bad on yeah, Sunday. He sure was. <laughs> he was real bad. <laughs> yeah, he got that right. <laughs> See, I was coming on the show today thinking, man, Rob's gonna be totally on my side with most. Of- no, not even close no, today. No, no, no. Uh, I was thinking, man, he can roast the Broncos today. Turns out he didn't, was a Bronco fan. It was a Broncos fan. So yeah. I can't even say anything there about that. You know, so but yeah, the get back to KD. I'm I'm hoping and praying that KD will come back healthy and strong and everything like that but i just don't really know about that now my and the team i didn't bring up for the finals is the sixers because i just don't think the sixers got enough talent there i know they got Embiid, and ben simmons can't shoot a lick no he just i, I don't he's know he's having an off year though i don't think he's a bad player i think he's no i don't think him. he's a bad player i'm just i'm wondering if he just because you and I'm sure you know this as a coach like when you're working on something in practice over and over again when it's game time it does not click in your head right away you're like oh how was I shooting again what my what were my new shooting mechanics and so you know and then Tobias Harris I love Tobias um Alex's girlfriend actually at the time their first Clipper game he was there and she Mm -hmm. loved Tobias I was like dang she's like 
That's when I kept calling LeBron, right? No. Oh, okay, so Rob, somebody the else? entire game. It that drove, game was so it, fun. It drove me insane. I never want to take him to a game again because the entire time, <laughs> if a player got hurt, he'd be like, oh, my gosh, my boy LeBron, he's down. Every single time. I was like. It was great. You just sound so dumb right now. Best. Get out of here with it was this a, stuff. And, it, and I wasn't just saying it like, oh, there goes LeBron. He's down on the floor. Oh, no, I was no, no, no. Yeah, it, it was loud. I was like, my boy That's LeBron funny. hit the floor. And everybody's like, what is this guy They're, talking they about? They literally were looking at him like thinking, does he think LeBron's playing tonight? Like LeBron isn't even <laughs> part of these teams right now. Um, you should have yelled, go Broncos. That's yeah. what I did. <laughs> so if you could pick a matchup, it, let's assume the Lakers make the finals. Who do you... What matchup would you like to see for the finals? Uh, obvious one, Milwaukee and uh, and the Lakers. If that's you know that's that, I want to see a good game. I want to see a good series. Mm-hmm. And and I don't like these sweeps. I don't like these four games no, to one, I, four I, games to I, two. I want to see. I really want to see. I really love an, a good, hard fought uh, game seven. You know uh, where it's all in the on the on the line. I think that's what uh, makes it you know, makes these series exciting. So yeah, I'd like to see, I'd like to see, uh, the Bucks and the Lakers. I'm a little afraid of, cause what happened last time, um, when those two teams played, the Lakers kind of got uh, squared up, but yeah. That's yeah. I think it was, they got to fill each other out too, you know, cause it's like, Oh, excuse me. But you had, like you said, Davis has been dealing with the injuries and going back and forth yep. with that. LeBron, he, it's like in certain moments and it's been frustrating with LeBron this season, it seems like he's trying to, like I said, just facilitate most of the time. But then when he needs to score, he's scoring at the wrong moments. Like he's trying to get heated up and stuff. Like he's got to start hot. Yeah. And I think he's even having a hard time figuring that out. And same with Kyle Kuzma. I think Kuzma's trying to adjust to the bench role. And he doesn't like the bench role because he's like, I mean, look, I was the second yeah. leading scorer on the team last year. And, you know, for me, and. This matchup, I would kind of like to see this. I would like to see um, the Lakers against either the Heat or the Raptors because, you know. Yeah, I was going to love that. I know. <laughs> I, well, because I think the Raptors, and I don't, I know He's a lot of people. He's got the old school Raptors. Uh, oh, yeah. Add on tonight. So, it's I awesome. think a lot of people would look at it like, hey, you know, the Raptors wouldn't do much, but the way the Raptors play the game is the way you want to see it. They like to play yeah. a lot of defense. And Kyle Lowry, he's the weirdest player because on the road, gets super hot on the road, has moments where he'll be warm at home. But Pascal Siakam is just a freak sometimes. Well, when you, when you look at it, um, when you look at the NBA and the landscape of the NBA, even even back in the 80s, you know, you could beat the Bulls on any given night. Yeah. You can beat them. And, you know, you know they, they roll into Milwaukee and they win. They they go to Miami, they win. They come to LA, win. Then they go to Utah and lose. You're like, gosh, it's you know the weirdest. I'm things. talking about the '80s now. Yeah, uh, you could you could beat that Bulls team, but the question is, could you beat that Bulls team four times in the seven game series? Exactly. So that always plays in, in into the into the factor of things because you look at uh, you look at Golden State uh, up three games to one against LeBron that year, and, and LeBron and they came, came back, back with so, all that those guys. So you know, it's that's the whole question: is can Alex you beat is over here shaking his head like yeah. no? <laughs> But my last question for you, Rob, before we close up the show, I'm going to make you pick right now because your oh, you rival San are, Francisco. These are the questions that ruin you amongst the fan base. Yes. <laughs> this, this is where Jake this, will stump you. This is where it gets you. you. Got San Francisco and Kansas City. I think this is going to be a competitive game. And unfortunately for you, if the Niners win, you got the Super Bowl champs in your division. Yeah. yeah. 
Who takes the Super Bowl title home? Uh, and I, again, this is this is just a fa- from a fan standpoint. Um, I, I picked the Chiefs, and here's why. And here's why. Not because uh, I'm a Rams fan. The Niners, you know, the the 49ers won it. Of course, you know, hey, you deserve it. And that is a great football team. I mean, from head to toe, great football team. Uh, a couple things that are um, that, that are a little glaring that I would have to say. Um, to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, Garoppolo is going to have to throw the ball Absolutely. more than eight times. Mm-hmm. So that's going to come into play. And 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 this is where maybe I'll uh, frustrate the fan base too. Um, Lamar Jackson is a phenomenal talent. I mean, this guy is just – he's lightning fast and he does great things. He's exciting to watch. But I'm going to – I am going to say with a firm – Patty Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. I agree. I – there – there's no one in this league right now that can compare to Patrick no. Mahomes. I mean, you and just look that's at hard for me to say as yeah. a Rodgers guy. And then we've seen like Dan Marino and got Patrick Mahomes reminds me of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers in the mindset of Patrick Mahomes is not afraid to throw the ball, but he's also in the aspect of Rodgers to where he's so accurate at times, like the no look throws that he yeah. does and just how he gets the ball. I mean, being down, 20, I remember few weeks ago at work i'm over here i'm like oh dang 24 nothing houston's actually got a shot and next thing i know i open my phone because i was like all right i gotta kind of keep up for the show and i see that it's 21 to 24 and i go what just happened and then i re- i was like oh that's right they got a bad guy over there named patrick mahomes well it's just it's it's patrick mahomes and when you when you have patrick mahomes and in, in, in the decisions that he makes and yeah then he's looking at the defender when he throws to the to uh to one of his players you you take that and you take uh, his mindset and how good he is and what he does on the field, not just with his arm but with his legs. You you couple that with ridiculous freakish athletes that they have. Travis mm. Kelsey is just a big receiver. That's oh, all he I is. Know. I mean, he's a beast. And then you have Tyreek Hill, who is just lightning fast. So, and, and the offensive line is great. Andy Reid has a great offensive mind. So you couple all that together with a really good quarterback, and then you you have a team like the Chiefs who. Um, I think they scored three touchdowns in a matter of six minutes or seven minutes, something crazy like that yeah. when they were playing the Texans. And that can happen when, you know, all it takes is for you to just, um, you know, your defense to come up with something. And as explosive as the Chiefs are, um, you know, it's it's a it's a, it's a a good mix. And you can see it last year when they played the Rams. I mean, that game of 54-51, it was back and forth. It was just two great offenses going against each other. And, um and you can see you can see how special uh, you can see how special Patrick Mahomes is. And I'm with you on that. I'm I'm taking the Chiefs. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a really good game. It's gonna be close. It's I, not gonna be a blowout. I no, think it's no, gonna no. be. Like I don't a, think it's gonna be a blowout. I mean, you got the Niners defense, and I think Pat, as crazy as it sounds, because it hasn't happened to him all a whole bunch this year. I think Patrick Mahomes though is going to carve up. A little bit of this Oof. defense. I know that's bold, mm, but yeah. I'm gonna say I don't right, know about carve up, but man, I uh, think he's gonna play well. <laughs> I think I'm I'm not gonna He'll lie to you. Sneak his way past them a little bit. No, I'm not gonna know. lie to you. I think he's gonna have about three touchdowns and then maybe 385 yards, maybe 400 yards. I'm calling it right now. I'm, wow. I'm going bold prediction right there. I'm taking the Chiefs, but at the same time, I'm gonna say that the score is gonna be like 28, 24. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a, you actually think it's going to get that far? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. I think it will be I 20s. Think it I don't think it will go past 30s. No. Yeah. Because of how the Niners' defense is against the run, I think they're going to pulverize the Chiefs in the run game. But at the same time, it's going to force, like you said, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to throw the ball. He cannot throw eight times and expect to win this well, game. But the Chiefs, yeah. 
the thing that surprised me on Sunday is the fact they were able to shut down Derrick Henry. Yeah. Well, I mean, but that's, you know, you got to figure there's different things, uh, you know, for the Chiefs, um, you know, in their defense. And it's a different it's a different game plan, a different strategy when oh, yeah. you're going to stop against someone like Derrick Henry, who's who's a bigger back, who who um, has speed and power. But then you have a Mosert who, um, you know, but you guys, here, here's what we talk about. We talk about how great these uh, offensive line is, but, I mean, these uh, running backs are, but we got to talk about the offensive line. Oh, the offensive, the offensive line is great. Offensive lines, I, I joke like this. I told uh, my boss this recently. I go, you know, offensive linemen are kind of like custodians. He goes, what do you mean by that? I go, well, you know, they get down, they do the dirty work, and they do the things people don't want to do. But uh, if they if they miss the one assignment or whatever it is, they'll hear a lot from it. But when they do a great job, they don't get any of the credit. So I always joke with my boss about that. Um, but because I, when I was a kid, I was a lot bigger than I used to when I was, and so they put me on an offensive line. They're like, "Yeah, you're a big guy. You can play guard." I go. I ain't quick. He goes, you don't have to be quick. Just don't let him hit my quarterback. And I That's go, it. oh, all right. Yeah. If you say so. You're just we'll... a wall. That's what it was. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, have you seen me now? I mean, I was 180 pounds in high school, and I'm like 200 and something right now. I'm like. Something. He's, he's, uh, he's yeah, strong, we, we're, but... not, we're not going yeah. into that. That's Jake being <laughs> modest. That's that's him just being conservative right there. How about you, Alex? Who do you got for the Super Bowl? Or you need another week to think about this. Pray about it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pray about it. Get back to you. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Um, honestly, I don't know. I think, I think the Cause you the hate, Niners because you I, hate the Chiefs. Well, to be honest, I dislike both teams. I mean, in all with all due respect, in all fairness, both no, teams fair. are are very good. They're yeah, really good mm-hmm. teams. Yep. You know, from head to toe, like Rob was saying. But I just don't. To me, both of them are just kind of like ah, if if this person wins or if this team wins, then they win. But Regardless, whoever wins the Super Bowl deserves it. Yeah, yeah, regardless. I mean, I think I don't want the Niners to win, so I'm just I'm just gonna go with the Chiefs, to be <laughs> honest. But I don't know. I, I feel like it's gonna be a rough game, like it's gonna be a lot of back and forth, you know. Um and I to me I don't even see it getting out of the teens. So I mean I think they're gonna hold them really well and I think they're both like you said, um, the Niners have good run game. I think they're going to try that a lot. Um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to try to th- uh, throw some passes. Unfortunately, I don't think he's going to hit many Hit many of those passes. But you know what? I think if anything, if anything, they're going to get up with, you know, those like random kind of like acts of luck, I guess you'll call it. Well, but what, I, I definitely well, see the Well, one thing Chiefs we got to keep in mind, though. There is a possibility we could be seeing these two teams a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, because, you know, we have – if New England disbands, like, you know, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick part ways, I think we're going to see Baltimore and Kansas City a lot against each other. We're going to see – I think the Niners and Seahawks and Rams, they're going to battle each other tough for the West mm-hmm. every year. That's just how it is. And, you know, when I look at all the other teams in the NFC, the Saints somehow always find a way yeah. to mess it up. Yeah. And it's always coming down when the when the West is tough. It's just like it's always one of those three that I can see. Um, but I got a feeling we're gonna see Patrick Mahomes in more than one Super Bowl. Well, I'll tell you this right now. Even if Belichick comes back, even if uh, um, uh, Tom Brady comes back, I-, I tell you what, the Patriots are they're not the same team they were. Oh yeah, no. And and I think that that Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens and and. 
you know, if it wasn't for an offsides call, uh, the Chiefs would have went to the Super Bowl last, last year. year. So yeah. mm-hmm. I think it's just you're going to see the, these two teams rise uh, again. It's the it's the um, it's these young guys that are coming up, and and you know, again, um, Patrick Mahomes was a walk on at Texas Tech. No, I know, you know it, which I'm was like... crazy. And then you you got Lamar Jackson, who was just a freak at Louisville. Um, so. You know, you have these young quarterbacks. It's it's kind of redefining the position. Same thing. You know, tight ends were tight ends until Tony Gonzalez came along and and showed you that a tight end is just a big receiver now. So Kelsey and the two that we're going to see in the Super George Bowl, George Kittle. Kittle. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna you're going to see that brand new uh, how a tight end is 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 in the NFL now. And I think the quarterback position is getting put the into that uh, as well with the uh, with the running and and the athleticism from these quarterbacks. One thing mm-hmm. I'm happy about is that Chicago blew it and got Mitch Trubisky over. Could have had Deshaun, could have had Patrick. I don't got to see either of them, which I'm happy about. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Rob, thank you so much for coming on yeah, the show. We're super me. excited to have you. Hopefully we'll have you on again soon. Yeah, let's do it. Um, and we can talk after Super Bowl about what's going to go down. And, Alex, do you it's got anything else to add to this? Um, I don't know why I was thinking about it the whole time. I would heard it from someone. I don't know if it was actually said. I'm assuming it was. Uh, Bill Belichick said that playing football is like – playing chess and not checkers right right because chess I, is I'm like, like where you, chess where is where like way more this? chess is like way more complex well yeah and checkers is just kind of like oh you know jump over get the win or whatever um i think because to go off like what rob was saying i think that 2020 is going to be the year where a lot of these teams are going to find out that that's the way to go is that you play football like you're playing chess you know, you get very tactful with stuff yep. instead of just, you know, it's going to be an interesting year this year. Like that, it's going to be really so. interesting Because chess, if, I've never played chess, but I'm assuming when you play chess, it's a lot of thinking. You have to think where your next move is going to be, where checkers mm-hmm. is just, a, it's a it's a quick uh, it's a quick hit. You, you just do that. And, and uh, you know, that's one thing when I was coaching, I loved, I loved the mental game of it. I loved just, I knew what that coach was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick before mm-hmm. you go, I just, real quick story. Um, I had a, uh, we were playing in a tournament, uh, and I was coaching the girls' team at this time. And I had, I mean, you guys, I had really good girls' teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a girl named Amanda Viapondo. She was a freshman, six feet tall. She played Whoa. basketball just to stay in shape, and she was a volleyball player. She actually played at UCR, um, and she was probably one of the best players to ever play at UCR. And um, so she was my center, and um, she would break my my. She would uh, people would press my teams, and she'd be my press break at six feet tall, just dribbling around everybody. <laughs> And uh, we were playing a team. Uh, I forgot who they were. Um, Maranatha. There you go. Sorry, Maranatha. I'm completely on blast. But uh, we were playing them, and and, and we were we were pressing. Mm-hmm. And I had a two two one press called gold, and I had a one two two press called green. And we were running gold, 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 and we were making them turn the ball over like crazy. And um, that coach calls a timeout, and I knew what she was calling a timeout for because she wanted to adjust for the two two one. Mm-hmm. well you know what i did all right guys she is adjusting for gold we're going green so we go back out there we line up in our green and she's trying to call a timeout you know you can't do that you no, already can't called call your back, back. yeah so mm-hmm. she she was so frustrated i just played games the whole time so it is that's the chess part he's talking about yep. is, yeah. is you are you're, you're thinking you're always having to stra- you yeah. always have to strategize because you never there are some guys who are just very vanilla on what they do but then there's guys like bill that just you don't know what he's gonna yep. do and yeah. that's the problem Andy Dalton, uh, not Andy Dalton, his future quarterback is who I was thinking of. Uh, Andy Reid yeah. is another example. Like we can be saying, oh, he's going to do this again, 
this week, and then he comes up. I got a whole new Patrick. I got a whole new offensive game plan for you this week. You're gonna love it. Yeah. And that's what we're gonna see this week, or not this week. Sorry, in two weeks. weeks. Yeah, I'm excited. Mm -hmm. So, anything to add, Alex? I've got nothing. Well, you know what? Like I said, we want to thank you again, Rob, for coming on with us. Mm -hmm. We're hoping to have you on again soon. This has been another Intel Sports Edition with Jake and Alex and Rob. And And Rob. And we hope you guys have a great week, and we'll see you again next week.